You're listening to Quick and Dirty History, the show about American history on the go. This episode of Quick and Dirty History is brought to you by Dueling. That's right, when using your words doesn't work, a fight to the death is always a great alternative. So, let's get cocked and ready to rock. It's May 30th, 1806. Two men are standing 24 feet apart from one another at Harrison's Mills on the Red River in Logan, Kentucky, and their pistols are loaded. This is not going to be a good day for one of them. They've both been in duels before. For Andrew Jackson, they've ended with his second organizing a compromise, never the need for death. The man facing Jackson had a different story. Charles Dickinson is a lawyer, horse breeder, southern plantation owner, and renowned quick-draw duelist. He's told to have shot and killed 26 men in duels, and today, he was going to make that number 27. Dickinson has published some choice words about Jackson in the local newspaper about a $2,000 bet that Jackson supposedly didn't come clean on, as well as questioning his wife's honor. That trash talk has resulted in a written challenge from Jackson to a duel. Dickinson could easily shoot and kill Jackson, and Jackson knew it. But the future president had seen plenty of pistol wounds and figured his best chance against a duelist was to let him shoot first. He knew his opponent would draw fast, and probably inaccurately. Dickinson fired, putting a round into Jackson's chest right above his heart. Jackson held his hand over the wound to stop the blood. With smoke and dust billowing from Jackson's coat, he remained standing, puzzling Dickinson. My God, have I missed him? This is a duel. Everyone gets a turn. The rules dictated that Dickinson remain in place while Jackson aimed to take his shot. Andrew Jackson took aim and fired, but the flint hammer stopped half-cocked. A misfire. Dickinson breathed a sigh of relief. This would have meant the duel was over. But in a breach of etiquette, Jackson aimed again, ever so carefully, and fired a second time hitting his opponent square in the chest and dropping him to the ground. When asked how he stayed on his feet after being shot in the chest, Jackson responded, I would have stood up long enough to kill him had he put a bullet in my brain. Dickinson died hours later, and Jackson lived with discomfort and lead poisoning from the round above his heart for the rest of his life. Effects of the wound would lead him to his deathbed until Andrew Jackson decided to will himself into living and to becoming the seventh president of the United States of America. Jackson was nominated for president by the Tennessee legislature in 1825, more than three years before the 1828 election. It was the earliest such nomination in presidential history. Jackson's supporters began the 1828 campaign almost as soon as the 1824 campaign had ended. Fast forward to the election of 1828, the hero of New Orleans and successful plantation owner built on the backs of enslaved black people wins the presidency by a landslide. Jacksonian democracy represents a shift and the expansion of democracy by passing political power from the established elites to ordinary voters, a.k.a. just white men. For better or worse, the age of Jackson was about to shape American politics for years to come. 